All right, welcome in. We are live talking about the Patriots' 29 to nothing absolute domination of the Detroit Lions. Uh, it was throwback week, and I'll tell you what, it didn't feel like a throwback game. You know what Well, I will say? It felt like a throwback game, not all the way back to when they wore the red jerseys all the time, but just a few years ago when Tom Brady was the quarterback and, you know, bad teams have come in and the Patriots have just absolutely pound them into oblivion. That happened today. It was fantastic, Matt. So much fun. Yeah, this felt like the last time the Lions came to Foxborough. That was uh, 2014, 33-9 game. LeGarrette Blunt ran all over them. Yeah, um, that was a, that was a much better Lions team that year too. Um, I tweeted it out, but the Lions have not scored a touchdown at Gillette Stadium since 2006. They scored one touchdown ever at the stadium. Obviously, that's in just three games being an right. NFC team. But um, yeah, if if you're going that long without scoring a touchdown, you're probably not doing something right. Probably not. Yeah. And this, this felt good. This is, I think we we talked all week uh, about kind of the running games in this and how that was going to determine it. And I think we felt like the Patriots were probably the better team, but there's reasonable doubt going into this for a Detroit team that was one in three. They've moved the ball on offense and the Patriots have Bailey Zappi in there. I think there were legit question marks and to come out and shut them out, win 29, nothing their first shutout since the last time that they started a rookie third string quarterback. That, of course, was Jacoby Brissett in 2016. For those of you that are wondering what the answer to that trivia question is, Jacoby yeah. Brissett in 2016 against the Texans, correct? Was that the Texans yeah. game? I think it was, what, 31? 27 nothing. 27 nothing. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, so and then played the next week against the Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then played the next week against the Bills without a thumb. So, um, on his throwing hand, nevertheless. But uh, yeah, Not great. No, no, it wasn't good. But that was a that was a great season. That ended that ended with a with a Super Bowl win. I doubt that that will happen this year. But um, never but listen. Never. It was a it was a good game by Zappi. I think I think we're gonna get a little bit of the overreaction crowd that's talking about how Bailey Zappi is better than Mac Jones and is their starting quarterback of the future. And and I think that maybe just a, okay, just a little bit okay. Um, but yes, it was not good. It was it was not good. Um, you know. I, I, it was very good, I should say, from him. <laughs> I think people are going to overreact, and that's okay. That's fine. But he played pretty good. I mean, he, had yeah. less, he had under 200 yards passing, but he played fine. He did what they needed him to do. He had an interception that wasn't his fault. That's like that's a Nelson Aguilar interception. And so, like, you know, th- you can't fault him for that. I thought, I thought overall he played extremely well. He had some really nice plays where he, you know, climbed the pocket, ran outside, and then found someone open afterwards. Uh, you know, I was very impressed with him today. Yeah, and that's, I mean, his confidence was a lot higher today. You could just tell in the way he played. And yeah. part of that, you get some of those first game jitters out of the way the last week. And now you're playing, obviously, in a much easier environment. You get to play at home. You get to prepare all week. You got to have, I mean, they didn't even practice in pads this week. I'm assuming this entire week was just, let's teach. And we're going to get these right. guys ready to play in this game. And the whole offense looked good. They didn't ask Zappy to do a lot, but he did most of it well. Only four incompletions on the day. Obviously, you're going to take that. And one of those is, again, not on him. That's on Aguilar. Yeah. Who, if we're being honest, Aguilar now has three turnovers in five games, which is not really what you want to be seeing from him. And the drops are back. So, yeah, yeah it is. But not. that and you know you have now you have a fast guy. Now you have a fast guy back. Tyquan Thornton was out there, had two catches for seven yards. Didn't do a ton, but I will say there were a few plays. There was one play in particular that Okuda was covering him, and he just shook him at the line, and Okuda, like, dropped to his knees. 
And so, you know, he's legit. His get off is legit. (laughs) And so, you know, there were some times where he was open and, and Zappy didn't see him or whatever the case may be, but man, he, uh, he looked really good today. Yeah. And that's going to be one of those things to kind of monitor. I want to see the all 22 this week because on the television, it looks like there were three or four plays where Thornton was well behind the defense and just Zappy didn't see him, didn't have time, wasn't confident in it. Right. Let's see how that looks once it's Mac Jones throwing it. Right. If yeah. You look at or the even Zappy, you know, yeah. or even Zappy. And so I, I was extremely yeah. impressed, you know, with the offense and the way the offense played. Obviously, the offensive line was great. Ramondre, he's just on another level. He's he's a fantastic player. Great run on the football. He was phenomenal today. Um, oh, and so, you, you know, he was he was awesome. So you look at Mondre and you just think, OK, he's, uh, you know, had 160 yards rushing. And there were times when. There were times when he, you know, he looked like he was bottled up and couldn't and couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden he'd pick up five yards. And you're like, well, how the hell did he get five yards there? Like it just he runs with patience and he has a great burst. And when he sees the hole, he hits it hard. Um, okay. And he, you know, I was I was very impressed by him today. And he had that one long run today where he broke. It must have been five tackles at least. And then he stumbled for 30 yards downfield because he was, you know, running out of tackles and stuff. If he doesn't stumble there, it's a touchdown probably. And so, yeah. you know, he uh, he played very well today. Yeah, he has really, really good contact balance. And he runs, like when you watch him run, he looks a little bit like LeGarrette Blunt in that he is very, like, he looks very top heavy and he's a big guy. Yeah. But he's very nimble. He's he's basically, if you took LeGarrette Blunt, dropped maybe like 10 pounds or 15 pounds on him and turned that into agility. And yeah. he and he's a much better pass blocking back, much better in the passing game as a whole than Blunt was. Um, he's just he's really really awesome. And it, I mean, we're gonna have to see what happens with Damian Harris. Obviously, having an injury, they ruled him out in the second half. I think the game was also kind of out of reach at that point, so they might just be being cautious. Hopefully, yeah. he can come back. Right, you're already down time Montgomery. You don't want to have all of a sudden you're in a position where you're counting on Pierre Strong to give you ten carries yeah, a game, probably. Ideal. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they bring Kevin Harris up from the practice squad. I'm not sure. But from Andre, it's just something else, man. Yeah. He is. The way he catches the ball did, to the backfield, all of it. He does all of it well, you know? Yeah, I think what he was, I think there was their, their third leading receiver. Yeah, he was. Two yeah. catches for 14 yards. It's their third leading receiver on the day. 49 yard run. That's, I don't know if that's their longest play of the season, but that has to be one of their longest. Awfully the close season. if it isn't. Yeah. I think their previous might be that touchdown to Aguilar in the Pittsburgh game. And I think that was 45 yards. I'm sure I know dark blue gold is probably going to have something on this in the comments there. (laughs) Our our resident researcher there for the the longest play from a scrimmage for the past this year. Good point. Apparently dark blue gold says we have 80 Twitch viewers right now. That's interesting. I love that. I love love that. that. Love to hear that. So, yeah, um, I I just love seeing that from Ramondre. Um, And hopefully, what I would love to see is Harris comes back because if he can do this in like a large sample size, just keep when you can rotate these two backs, it's almost even better because they can both stay healthy. They both give you something a little bit different, but right. Andre might be the best all around back on this team. And he's really been out do. snapping Damien for a little bit now. Yeah. And I think, he, I think he is the better player, but I just think, I think Harris brings you something that, you know, first of all, he's able to spell, you know, even if he's not the number one guy, He's able to spell Ramondre, so Ramondre doesn't have to do it all by himself. 
other mm-hmm. part of it for me is that I look at, you know, his ability to run. He runs extremely hard. You know, he runs through arm tackles like they're nothing as well. So, you know, Damian Harris is still a very good running back. And I think that, you oh, know, yeah. I, I've been very impressed with Ramondre, but at the same time, it's like, well, Harris is very good too. Now, Harris is in a contract year. Probably not going to be back. They drafted two running backs this year. Yeah. You know, let Harris go out and, and sign a big contract somewhere else, especially if you feel like Ramondre is the guy. Maybe that maybe Ramondre is the guy they keep around and Harris is the guy they get, you know, they let go and and get a contract somewhere else because he will get a contract somewhere else and he deserves it. He's a very good running back. But to have both of those guys be able to perform at, as well as they do really makes them a formidable one-two punch, uh, you know, and certainly one of the better ones in the league. Obviously, you have Cleveland, and I think Dallas does a pretty good job, although Zeke, I, I don't know if either if Zeke is better than either of these running backs, but, um, you know, there's certainly one of one of the top, you know, two or three, uh, you know, running back tandems in the league. So they uh, they do a really nice job, and they're tough to stop. Yeah, and that was the longest play, by the way. There you go. Um, it was 44 yards to Aguilar. That was the previous, and they had that one today. Um, yeah, that was the longest play they had today, right? Yeah, I, I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, and only only the third 100-yard game of Ramondre Stevenson's career is other two against Jacksonville and Cleveland last season. 100 yards on 20 carries against Cleveland. That's who they're going to see next week, and 107 on 19 against Jacksonville. Look at that. Oh, hold on now. Mondre the, the Giant. That's a good one. Mondre the Giant. Oh, I like that. I like let me, that yeah, let me edit one. this real quick. <laughs> so that was good. That's a good one, Dark Blue Gold. Appreciate you, sir. Um, I thought, you know, I thought they played, you know, you get obviously what Ramondre did. I thought the offensive line was was really good. Isaiah Wynn had another penalty today, uh, which, you know, man, it's just, it can be so, it's so deflating when you see him get as many penalties as he does. I think he's up to six now, and everyone else in the offensive line has one. I think think he's up to seven. Seven, yeah. It's just like, come on, man. Like, you just, you know, at a certain point, it's like, what the hell are we doing here, you know? So, yeah, and uh, I don't think it – the one he had today I also don't think was terrible. Um, Although he had five coming into today, so. Yeah, so I think think it's just six. I think it's just six. Yeah. I think he only had one today. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But still, I mean, that's more than one a game. Right. It's never, never good. Especially when the rest of the offensive line only has one each. It's just like, come on, you know? Yeah. Uh, This will probably make you laugh, though. Uh, One of the guys with four, I'm looking at the leaderboard, is Jermaine Illuminor. No. Oh, look. Former Patriot. Where the hell is he playing now? (laughs) Who's letting him play? Las Vegas. (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. And he's starting there. (laughs) Yikes. That team, it's so funny because, you know, everyone expected Vegas to win the Super Bowl and all this other shit or, or compete in the AFC West. And I'm like, that team stinks. That team is not good. I know they have Carr. I know they traded for Adams. They don't have anything else. They they haven't been able to draft anyone good in years. And their offense is terrible. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, the whole thing was predicated on how Derek Carr was going to have this great connection with all the new guys. And right. between injuries and scheme changes, we haven't seen it yet. Maybe right. maybe we see it down the backstretch. I don't think that defense is good enough to get them into the playoffs. But No. Um, and the offensive line, like you said, is trash. Yeah. Um, and we can we can talk about the big picture of the AFC right now if you want to. I know we, have, we also got to talk about what the defense did today. But yeah. there's, I mean, Patriots are not not in a bad spot right now. Look, look around the AFC right now. It, honestly, tell me who scares you. Right, it's just the Bills, not a lot. The Chiefs uh, and the Bills and the Chiefs. Right, that's that might that's be pretty it. much it. 
the Jaguars lost at home. I mean, people were, were saying that they looked good, and they did look good. They went out to L.A. and won a game earlier this season. They just yep. lost at home to the Texans. They only put up six points. Not a good performance. I don't think the Colts or the Broncos are scaring anybody Whoa. but their own fan bases yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, Chargers, uh, they they really wanted to lose today's They're game terrible. and couldn't Chargers find a way to do it. They should have fired the coach last year. They should have fired yeah. the coach last year. It's, it's a and joke. I, I, I liked Staley, but he that has not worked out for them. The Titans somehow are leading the AFC South, and I don't think they're a good team. The Raiders aren't good. Uh, the Pats showed that they can play with the Ravens. They're going to get the Browns next week, and they they have the same record. Yep. Um, the Bengals that defense is really good. That's one of the better ones in the AFC at this point. But the offense has the talent hasn't come together. The Dolphins just got smoked today by the Jets. There's... Yeah, no, granted, they're on their third quarterback, but the Patriots are on their third quarterback too and won 29 to nothing today. So, you know. Exactly. And it's, I mean, if you look at the NFL as a whole, it is just like Packers Giants this morning. Like, just, yeah. It's, there's not a lot of good football. What, what did Tom Brady say in that press conference the other day? He looks around and he sees a lot of bad football, and I think he is spot on. Yeah. As much as the Patriots have gotten themselves in a hole and gotten injuries and had some bad games, they are far, far, far from out of this thing. Hundred percent. No, it's very true. So, and if they get, if they make the playoffs and they get lucky and they only have to play the Bills or the Chiefs in the playoffs and they wouldn't have to play both, right? And you luck into a win in that game. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, this is we, we've been saying this this team isn't going to win the Super Bowl, but we don't know what this team's going to be like in January yet. First of all, we don't know where Mac's going to be. This, we don't know if this is a playoff team yet. But if they get to the playoffs, there's only two teams that scare me. And if you only have to play one of them, all of a sudden things right. Look well, it becomes down. It comes down to right. If you have an AFC Championship game and it's in Kansas City or Buffalo, I mean, yeah, you're probably going to lose that game. Like probably right, almost definitely. But like. But- you never know. It's one and game. Chiefs, and the Chiefs have lost twice in the AFC Championship game at home in the last five years. Right, right. Including the Patriots. So it's yeah. there's no, like, any exactly. given Sunday, I think, is more applicable than ever yeah. this season. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, and I don't know if it's parody or just that everybody is kind of terrible this year. But when I think I think what it comes down to, and, and I think this is a good little segue for us here, is that the defense, the Patriots defense mm. has been pretty damn good. And I know that, you know, oh, they, they gave up a ton of points to the Ravens, which they did. But, you know, I thought they played exceptionally well yesterday. Again, uh, last week, I'm sorry, against the Packers. Mm. And they were fantastic today. I mean, the Lions go 0 for 6 on fourth down, which some of those were stupid for them to go for, for on fourth down, especially the first one on the opening drive of the game. It's the opening drive of the game. You're at your own 45-yard line, and the Patriots are starting a guy who's never started before in his career. He's a rookie fourth-round pick. What are you doing going for it there? Punt the ball away. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. But, you know, I thought Judon was was a menace today. Yeah. Jack Jones had another pick, which was a phenomenal interception. Kyle Duggar was all over the field. Adrian Phillips played pretty well. Like, all of these guys, they are more. Barmore played extremely well, and that's really the first time we've seen him play really well um, so far this year. And so mm-hmm. they just they played great, and that's against the, uh, an offensive line who is one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. I mean, they have really good offensive line talent, and the Patriots just absolutely took that lunch today. And so Damn. you know they had they had a tough time stopping the run for a while, but then once once the game got out of hand, then they had to had to keep throwing. And Jared Goff hashtag stinks, but you know. 
still, you got to give credit to the Patriots defense where, you know, where it's due. And, and I thought they played exceptionally well today. Yep. And all that they're really asking of the defense this year is to be a good situational team, play well enough to put, to force the third downs. It's, it's bend, but don't break. That's all this is. And they have guys who, I mean, Jack Jones is a playmaker. We were talking about what are you going to do without JC Jackson? Who's going to step up? It's been Jack Jones so far. Who's making the plays on the ball. It's Matt Judon forcing strip sacks. I think that's the second one this year. I don't know who got credited with that one in Miami. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it was him. I, I know yeah. he didn't, they didn't get it, but I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, he got that strip sack. I mean, they're making plays on the ball. They're doing stuff. And, I mean, this is just – it's a defense that you can't get into third and medium or third and long against. They're yeah. not They're not going to dominate you on first or second down. But what they will do is capitalize the second you fall behind the schedule. The second you start making mistakes, they're going to do that. Look at that pass rushing package of Judon, Uche, um, Christian Barmore, Dietrich Wise, and Mac Wilson. That five-man pass rushing group is so good that you just you can't get into a position where they can tee off on you. And the right. second that happens, then bad stuff starts happening. And then you yeah. get one or two plays here or there, and it's I, I don't know how this defense is going to hold up against Buffalo. That's but we have quite a while until that happens. Well, and that's and that's the thing. But I think ultimately that's what you look at and say. That you know you have the 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 talent to play with these guys. You have mm-hmm. the speed now to play with these guys, and that's something you didn't have last year. No. I think Jack Jones. Listen, Jack Jones isn't perfect. He's going to give up some plays. It's going to happen. First of all, he's a corner, so that's guaranteed to happen. But he's a he's a risk taker. He's a risk taker, and so you're gonna he's going to get burnt sometimes. It's going to happen, and it happened once. I think it happened on a long. It was like third and fifteen third. or something like that, and he got he got beat. For you know, for a twenty-five yard gain or something like that, but those things are going to happen, and you live with that because he's such a playmaker on the ball. He almost had another interception in the end zone where uh, I don't know who it was I don't know who was covering. It might have been St. Brown. I'm not sure who it was. Jumped up and, and knocked the ball away from him because he was yep. in position in front of him. Right, so he he was extremely impressive again today. I thought uh, Marcus Jones got some run finally at the slot. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, you know, Miles Bryant actually had a decent game and and played pretty well. So mm-hmm. I was I was extremely impressed with the secondary. Jalen Mills continues to play well. John Jones was kind of in and out with a little bit of an injury today, but uh, I think it was a hamstring thing. So we'll kind of see where that where that goes from there. But man, Penny Jennings played well on the edge today. So like everybody played well. You start looking at it and saying like everyone had a pretty good game today. And you know if they continue to play this way defensively, now this is two games in a row they've played well defensively and even even against the I, I realize that they gave up 40 points to the um to the Ravens but they played pretty well the majority of that game against the Ravens and the offense was just give kept giving the ball back and you know and so and Lamar is Lamar it's it's you know I I believe that Lamar might, might win the MVP this year he's been absolutely he's fantastic MVP, yeah. the first few games and so you know I, it's tough to play against a guy like that and ultimately it, it is what it is, and uh, and I think that this defense is legit. You know, and, and don't I, forget now the Lions are scoring thirty five points a game before today, and they got number shot one up. offense. Yeah, right. And I think the one of the keys to it too is that like Barmore and Godshaw. I know PFF has them rated really, really low at defensive tackle right now, and from what I've seen in the film, that was a legit rating. Yep. The last couple of games, they did not play very well, especially against the run. And obviously I haven't seen the tape on this one yet, but I have a feeling once I get into it, it's going to be okay. They turned it around. They were making more plays. They were doing what they should have done. No, Sam Roberts, I think got a little bit of playing time today. He did. Um, 
It's my and guy. Quality's getting in there. They're really rotating through defensive tackle, trying to keep guys fresh, which I think is helping. And I think this is one of those weeks where the coaches told them, hey, we need you guys to step up. We can't win this game unless you guys bring your A game. And the fact that they were able to take that game to the next level is huge. That's You got a lot invested in yep. 92 and 90 on that defensive line. You actually need them to play that well. They did today. Um, and you look at the next couple of games. Schedule coming up. Quarterbacks you got Jacoby Brissett, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, the corpse of Matt Ryan, and then Zach Wilson again. <laughs> yeah it's just none of those teams are really going to beat you through the air i don't think if they're beating you no. through the air then you're either tipping your cap or something's gone horribly wrong yeah. which means they're going to have to run on you which means that that defensive line all right you did it one week can you do it next week can you do it a couple weeks in a row they uh -huh. need to start stacking these performances which is awesome it's awesome to see them do it once now can you do it again that's that's the thing going forward and i think a big i think a big part of them stopping the run was raekwon mcmillan who was in the middle of the defense, and Tavea played a little bit in the middle of the defense too, but Mac Wilson cannot stop the run. He cannot do it. And oh so you, you know, and so you, you can't you can't have him out there on times when you think it's gonna be a run play. He's okay in the passing game. He's a very good blitzer. He's very good at getting after the quarterback, but you know, you absolutely cannot have him in the run game. And so what happens is that you take him out and you put in Right, and you put in McMillan, and McMillan played pretty well. Right, he had we had one play, and he gave up four yards, but the guard pulls in the hole. He took the hit from the guard, shed, and made the tackle. And now he picks up four yards on the play, but he's the only guy there, right? And so he makes that play, and uh, and I was impressed. I was impressed with with the way he played today. wasn't perfect. They had one wheel route down the down the sideline where he played it very well, and it wasn't a great throw, but he was right there in his hip pocket. So uh, I was I was impressed. I was impressed with him. And that's the other thing with this. When you get the lead and you start playing with the lead, it just makes it way easier on those guys. Yep. And that's it's kind of the cycle of this. Football is a situational game. It's why heck, we've seen Patriots teams that got first round buys and won Super Bowls get blown out at points. And a lot of that is because, hey, it's a situational game and you get yourself into bad positions. So you have to make the plays to get yourself into good positions to make more plays. They did a fantastic job of that on both sides of the ball today. Yeah. Um, like you said, Marcus Jones getting in there. I thought Marcus Jones got the same treatment today that Jack Jones did in week one, where they're right. just letting him rotate. Uh, I know also Jonathan Jones and Jalen Mills are battling injuries, but I still think it's noteworthy that Jack Jack's just in there. Like they're given Jack Jones reps. They have been since week one. We know they liked him in the draft. Like it's just and they, they, they really like him point. as a player and they yeah. want him on the field. Uh, Miles Bryant had a pretty decent game. Yep. It helps when you're going against a team like Detroit, but still, this is, hey, you need to. This is these are those games where you're just he's, you're you're not going against three great receivers every week. Sometimes you're going against bad players, and Miles right. Bryant's going to win those matchups. And well, and the tough part for him is that yeah. you know Monra played, but Monra was hurt, and so he played, but he really didn't. You know, he was on a pitch count. Really, is what is mm -hmm. what he was. So, um, you know that that was tough for him. But hey, no. uh, you know, worked out in the Patriots' benefit today. You know, so also I think Matthew Judon has six sacks. It's the most for a Patriots player through the first five games in Patriots history. So um, he's been seriously he's been great. impressive. Yeah, he's yeah. Been great. do we want to do we want to do game balls here? Let's do it. Let's do game balls. That leads yeah. into it nicely. Look at you with your yeah. segues and stuff. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> do I want me to go first, Ted? Do it. I mean, here we are. We might as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. 
and Matt Judon's getting my game ball for what he did on defense. He forces the fumble that leads to a defensive touchdown. He's getting pressure on the quarterback. He's bringing sacks. Uh, the misdirection with the sleeves before the game, coming out with the blue sleeves and swapping yep. to the red, keeping people on their heels. Uh, no, he was just fantastic today. And that's kind of symbolic of the whole defense. I think Jack Jones could get this. I think Kyle Duggar could get this. I think probably Christian Barmore or Devon Godshaw could get this. I think they were all fantastic. But Judon's the guy who was racking up the numbers. Two sacks, a forced fumble, four quarterback hits. Hats off to you. It's a yep. great game. I feel good about that Judon jersey I got in my closet right now. Yeah, there you go. See, there you go. Uh, and my game ball is going to, is going to Mondre. Uh, you know, Ramondre Stevenson just uh, – he was awesome. 160 yards rushing. And, you know, ultimately when it comes down to it, he was their offense today, right? Bailey Zappi was fine. He looked pretty good. He did what they asked him to do. But Damian Harris goes out with an injury, and they only had two guys. Two guys. That was it. <laughs> uh, active at running back. And so Ramondre got the load the rest of the way through, and he was awesome. Running over people and making guys miss and patient in the hole. And he was he was awesome. So uh, you can't ask him much more than that from from Mondre, and uh, and he's a guy that I think is is a special player. He's a special player, and I think really it's kind of obvious that he is their he's the best running back, like pure running back on the team. I love Harris. I think Harris is a, is a really good player too. I do think, um, however, that uh, that Mondre is a is a better player just overall, and so uh, extremely impressed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know who we haven't talked about today? This isn't game balls, but they're on the ticker there, and we haven't mentioned the names. And that's Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry, yep. who I think also had just fantastic games. J- Jacoby Myers missing the last couple weeks. It's something that didn't really come up when we talked about the Packers and Ravens games. He was missing. He's this team's best receiver. And right. Bailey Zappi found him often. Seven catches, 111 yards today. He got in the end zone. Sure Jacoby did. Myers got in the end zone. You got to witness a Jacoby Myers touchdown in person. Another one. Matter of fact, he's got a touchdown pass from Brian Hoyer, from Mac Jones, and from Bailey Zappi. But not from Tom Brady. Well, that's true. Or Cam Newton. But, you know, he threw a touchdown no. pass to Cam Newton, though. He did. He did. So that should count for something. Yeah. And Hunter Henry. I mean, he just – I think he had a real rough start to the season. But I also yes. think he's looked better on film than his production has indicated the last couple of weeks. I think he, I don't know if he was nursing an injury or what, but I think he started to find himself and find a little bit more confidence in the last couple yeah. weeks. And hey, you need safety blankets when you have a third string rookie quarterback in there. You got two of them that showed up today. Yeah, agreed. And that's, you know, it's good. It's a good point by you because they really did play well today. Uh, you know, and Myers is, Myers is their most reliable receiver. He's a guy who is on his RFA deal this year. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if if he's not back next year. He's not going to get a big contract from anyone, and he is probably more valuable to the Patriots than he is to anyone else. And so, to me, yeah. I think that that you know they have to bring him back. Yeah, and he's also. I mean, he's probably the team's best receiver all around. I think so. Um, yeah. And I think most crucially, he does for you a lot of what tight ends do. He's a really good blocker. He's really good over the middle of the field. He can make now. I mean, we've seen him add the contested catches this year, which I don't think we'd necessarily seen in the past. And now, I mean, it's a little bit of red zone production. (laughs) Finally getting that. That's you just he's so valuable having that guy. And yeah, depending on what we see out of Taekwon Thornton, um, 
who I like. And I said before, I liked what we saw today. I don't know if he can be your true number one, but if you can have Parker and um, as and Thornton as kind of your outside receivers and Jacoby Myers in the slot, that's kind of your long-term thing, or at least next year. That He's looks hard. good to me. At least on paper, yeah. I like that. Bourne's probably your guy in the slot as your backup who can do a lot of different stuff. And yeah, see to I me, I would probably one. I would even prefer I would even prefer um Bourne and Thornton on the outside and, and Myers in the slot. I just think yeah, Parker's Parker's fine. He's fine. He just he can't separate. No. Right. And so now you're so it's always a contested catch with him. And that scares me. Just scares me. I hate. I hate throwing nonstop contested catches to to uh, you know a receiver. It just drives me crazy. Well, I just. I think what he gives you is it gives you a couple different clubs in the back. That's true. Like, That's true. Like Devontae Parker's like your. I don't know. It's like he's like your four iron. Like he's that club that you're not going to hit that often. It can be hard to hit, but the times when you pull it out, it can be really useful. He's matchup specific. If you're going against a team with small DBs. Put him out there. A lot of work. He's a good blocker. He does a, a lot of things well, even if he doesn't get separation. And when it's not the right matchup for him, you got other guys who can do stuff. So when well, you're not wrong, I just the only the only issue is that he's getting snaps like the number one receiver on the team. And so that's the only issue that I have is that he's always on the field. And so and he came out, you know, he comes out every now and again, obviously, but he has consistently been the number one receiver in snaps. And so you know, hey, you're not working. You're not getting the production <laughs> from him. Oh, it's true. It's true. It's working because they're throwing other guys instead of him. But it just like that's that's the tough part for me. So, but nevertheless, well, I mean, you know, it is what they it had, is. They had 364 yards today on nine drives on offense. So yeah, they played well. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the other thing. At the end of the day, the offense this far, apart from turnovers, has been a borderline top ten offense. And yeah. just the ability to move the ball and do a whole I bunch mean, of stuff. So I know we can be critical of the of the receiver usage and what they're doing there, or tight end usage, or all that. But they've they've done basically everything we've asked, except clean it up with the turnovers. When right. they've done that, they've been completely fine. And I think to a certain extent, that's a little bit fluky. I mean, we've got two fumbles from Aguilar and whatever happened with that incompletion to him today, and right. some stuff that is not necessarily going to continue happening. Although. Tagalore, so that might, yeah. that might keep happening. Um, but yeah, it's a position where I'm I'm always more optimistic that the turnovers are going to fade with time with a Bill Belichick team. And you would think we know what they like. You. They like Mac Jones behind the scenes, so they like his smarts. I optimistic that that stuff goes away, and if it does, what you're left with is a borderline top ten offense, probably. Yeah, with a defense that can force turnovers. Right. I don't know what the ceiling on that team is, but that's got a pretty high floor. Well, that's the thing, right? That's the thing is that yeah, okay, you're not you're not in contention for the Super Bowl necessarily, but but a team that can play good defense, doesn't turn the ball over, can move the ball, mm-hmm. that that's a playoff team. That's a playoff team. And you know, maybe it's a fringe playoff team. Maybe they lost, you know, maybe they lost a few games early on in the season which is going to hurt them and not allow them to, to win this, you know, to make the playoffs because of because of these games they've lost. But you know, I don't know. You're at least gonna you're at least gonna have a fighting shot, especially after, you know, the run that they go on these next few games here, where they just don't they don't play great teams, and so you're able to hopefully, you know, hopefully win those games. So, you know, we'll see, yeah. we'll see, right? I mean, you stall in the red zone a little bit. I think Dark Google mentioned about the play calling. I do think, I think there was some questions, some questionable decisions in there, but like, 
when haven't there been? I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, everyone's complaining this and that. It's like, <laughs> how many times do we hear people complain about Josh Daniels over the last few years? Josh Daniels was, was you know, all throughout football, everyone said he was one of the best offensive coordinators in football. Well, now, you know, you complain in the exact same amount now as you were then. Yeah. So, you know, like, ultimately, they haven't been doing bad. There were some, you know, some things here and there that we, I didn't love. I didn't, I don't love the outside zone as much. They've ran it a little bit too much for my liking, but it I don't mind them. Back. Right, right. So I don't mind them running it uh, because it's what they're doing, which is fine. Get it on tape, get, you know, see what it looks like, see if we can run it and then kind of go from there. And so I think ultimately right now you don't, there's really no issues with that. And so, um, you know, I've been, I've been happy with the way this team has been playing overall. Right for the last two games, I mean, you know, you almost you almost knock off the Packers in Lambeau with your third string quarterback coming in after Hoyer goes down with an injury, and then now you you, you don't just beat the Lions, you absolutely demolish the Lions, twenty nine nothing, never competitive, nope. And it was six, you know, it was six nothing for a while, but it was like you know the game was like the the Lions never got close, they never it, got close to you, I and was so never I worried. was impressed. No. Yeah. No, God, no. And it was just it was one of those where it kind of felt like the the, the lines are never going to be in a position here where they're they're, they're going to have at least one third and medium or third and long on every drive. And yep. I always felt good about our defense in that situation. Yeah, the lions. And, the lions today. Oh, go ahead. No, well, then it led to all those fourth downs. And, right. So the I lions think, today went went zero for six. Yeah. Yeah. The key play of the game is probably that first fourth down. Just set in the tone. The Lions come in thinking that they're going to be able to run all over you and you stop them right off the bat. Right. Uh, side note, the unsung part of that is Mac Wilson getting over on third down to knock Jared Goff out of bounds short of yeah, the sixth. Short of Little the sixth, right. Game of inches. Right. It sets you up. It gives you the chance to make the stop. And then they make the stop and you get the field goal out of it. And just I think they had one chunk play after that fourth down, too get them a little bit yeah. closer and they kick the field goal and it was like okay the offense doesn't need to be scoring touchdowns they just need to get into field goal range i think only one punt today if i have that right maybe two uh was, they were both late. one two punts two punts late the second one was just because they they took a knee they yeah. took me so what really one punt the second one they had they were just they were just down in the ball and yeah, so they I mean, had to punt it because it was 20 seconds left and it's if your offense is getting into field goal range every drive you're yeah and you're kicking it, you're pretty happy with that. I yep. think what I think the 07 Patriots are one of the few teams that has averaged more than three points a drive. If you're able to get three points a drive, if you're never scoring touchdowns, but you're getting a field goal every time you're down, you're going to be very, very happy with that at the end of the day. You're going to win more games than you're going to lose. So 100%. Yep. I'll take that. And I have, op- I'm optimistic that the red zone production improves as time goes on. Patricia Agreed. will get more uh, comfortable as a play caller. Obviously Bill will say in this week that he, the, the offense is his responsibility, and I think he's also a play caller here. I think they're working together. They're going to get more comfortable with that. They're going to learn the players better, and Mac will come back at some point. Um, I hope he comes back next week. I think there's a chance. I think regardless, they're going to – if it's if it's Zappy, I think they can win that game. If it's yeah. Mac, I think they should win that game. I agree. I agree. I, I, I still think it should be at least – at least a Monday night game. I I hated what I've saw from what I've seen from Mac in practice. Looks like he's walking on that ankle very gingerly. He throws the ball. When he throws the ball, he's barely coming down on that right foot. So, I I think, in my opinion, you're five games into the season. Mm-hmm. You got twelve games left to go in the in the year. 
if you bring him out too early and you risk him getting, you know, and the risk of re-injury goes up, what what are we doing? Like just, you know, Zappy's been okay without Mac in there. And yeah, do you give yourself, do you have less of a chance of winning without Mac? Yes, of course you do. But I just think if he truly is the future, if you do believe that he is the guy, you don't need to rush him back. What I love seeing is the fact that he's back practicing, that he wants to play. So that's the only part I care about. He wants to play. He's pushing to play. He's saying, I want to be back out there. I want to be back out there with my guys. I'm ready to go. I want to go out there. Now it's your job as the team to say, we know you want to, buddy, and we love that you want to, but you're just not ready. You're not ready yet. You're limping all over the place. It's just like that's our decision to make. We're looking at saying, yep, no, you're not ready yet. But we're happy that you want to be ready. You're just not there yet, right? So we're going to keep working on the treatment. You're going to keep getting better. And then eventually, you know, I think I think that Bears game, that's the one that I'm kind of circling for him to come back. Maybe he comes back, you know, maybe he looks great this week and he's able to play. I just, I don't want to rush him back because I don't want him to get hurt, right? And then if yeah. he's hurting enough for the year, now you got Zappy and it's like, well, fine. But if Zappy's your quarterback, you're not, you know, I don't know. So that's... We are, we're in the Steelers tier and not... In exactly, the, exactly. Yeah. So I, I do... You look, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just, I'm looking at the schedule and it's just... A Bears team that uh, was surprisingly competitive today against the Vikings and uh, was a forced fumble at the end away from potentially tying that one up and sending it to overtime. Yeah, that's a bear. I mean, the Bears at home, that's a, that doesn't particularly threaten me. The Jets have played better this season, but the wins that the Jets have had are at the Browns and at the Steelers. And now today at home against the Dolphins with a third string quarterback in. Right. It's if the Patriots win next week, they're basically in the same position that the Jets are there. They're winning the same games. So that's not, I mean, you should win at least one of those two against the Jets, if not both of them. And then uh, again, the Colts who are somehow two, two and one right now, that that is the worst two, two and one team that I have, that I have ever seen. And as dark blue gold put it, they're led by the artist formerly known as Matt Ryan. I loved that. (laughs) That made me laugh. Uh, so I just you look at what's coming up and all of a sudden this team might be two games above 500 at Thanksgiving and a game yep. at the Vikings on Thanksgiving against Kirk Cousins, who has not been great in primetime. And then you look at that schedule down the stretch and it's all right. Games at the Cardinals and at the Raiders. Those are definitely winnable home games against the Bengals and Dolphins. Those are winnable. And then it's just what do you do in the division? That might be your difference maker about whether you're getting into the playoffs. Home game yep. against Miami and just two games against Buffalo. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So I just want to run through the fourth downs here because I do think like yeah. it is interesting. Now they go over six. It's the first time ever in the history of the NFL that a team has gone over six on fourth down. The first one, as we talked about on the opening drive of the game, which to me is just so incredibly dumb. So they go for it. Fourth and one at the Detroit 45. And you're right. That third down play by Mac Wilson to get over there and knock Jared Goff out of bounds before the sticks. I like that play a lot. You know, a, a, kind of an unsung play by him. I just think, you know, is this four, you're, at the, you're at your own 45-yard line. Just punt the ball away. Like, what the hell are we doing? You know, what are we doing? And so, uh, so that one was stupid. Then they had – then – they have one more. Oh yes, they had. They did. They had another one where they had the ball third and two at the twenty-five yard line. They run the ball. He loses seven yards on the run. Great play. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Phillips that came up and made the play. 
Um, and so, so that one, you know, nice play. Now it pushes them back to fourth and nine. You're at the 32. I think the argument to not kick that field goal, I think it makes sense. You're down six, nothing. Maybe they don't trust their field goal kicker. I don't know. It's only a 49 yard field goal. It's not like a 57 yard well, field have, goal. I think they have a new kicker this week. And so they might. And so if they have a new kicker, yeah. then you look at it and say, okay, we don't really trust them to kick a 50 yard field goal into the wind. Cause that the Patriots, you know, where they are right there, that spot, that's where the wind comes in. So, fine. Got that. Okay. They, they go just, for it. They just switched from Austin Siebert to Michael Badgley on okay. Friday. So, there you go. So, you're not, you know, so you're not trusting Badgley. And so, you said, okay, you know, fine. We'll go for it. Obviously, worst case scenario, strip sack. They pick it up, run it in for a touchdown. Now it's 13 nothing. You're like, oh, my God. This is where the game switched to me. It's 6 nothing at that point. It's 13 nothing. The Lions come out, they go three and out. Patriots drive right down the field, kick a field goal, get the ball to start the second half, drive right down again in a five-minute drive and kick another field goal. Now it's 19-nothing. Now you're the Lions looking at it saying, well, now we're down 19. Now we kind of have to go for it. They went for it four times. They had five drives in the fourth quarter, in the in the second half. Four of them ended, four of them ended on on fourth down. One of them was was literally the one snap where they just took a knee. Yep. Uh, the fourth down they had, fourth and two at New England 34. Again, same thing. Amonra, they ran an out route to Amonra. Great play in the flat to stuff him. Great play. Okay. Another one. Now you're at the New England five-yard line. And this one is kind of like you can make the argument, but they're down 26 to nothing. Like at that point, what the kick and a field goal is going to do you no good. So you have to go for that one. They don't get it again. Another incomplete pass. That one to Amonra, that's the one Miles Bryant actually made a nice play mm-hmm. on that one. And then you had fourth and one at the New England 31. Again, you're down 26 to nothing. Like, you're not yeah, going for it. You're not kicking the field goal. Yeah. Stuffed up the middle. Great play yeah. by Raekwon McMillan. And then the last one, you're at the New England 18, and they try to throw it again, and and uh, and it gets knocked away. So yeah. and I, thought, I was, I mean, you know, every, they, they yeah. played great. Yeah, Adrian Phillips had. A, I know he had a stop in there. I don't know if it was one of the fourth down ones, if it was a third down one, but I thought he had a fantastic game too. Yeah, I mean, just everybody on this defense had a, a moment today. They did just one, at least one, and that was really nice to see. There's all the list of Patriots who made a tackle in this game is kind of crazy, um, and to go with that being able to win the middle eight, that's something we really haven't seen in the post Tom yep. Brady era in New England right. is winning that. And that's uh, for this team to go from being one of the middling teams in the NFL to one that is a threat to win the division. That's where you want to see that improvement. It's yeah. win the middle eight. Don't have turnovers, better situational football. I thought we saw improvements in all of those today. I think we've seen improvements in all of them incrementally throughout the season. And just, you want to keep getting better. Absolutely. And, and so dark blue gold points it out, but the, uh, the bumping helmet call. Now listen. It is it's it's insane to me when you look at how bad the officiating in the NFL is just so dreadful. Because that play, that's one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, Mac Wilson was standing there and Jared Goff had jumped, so he came down and his chin hit Mac Wilson's helmet. Mac Wilson's just standing next to him. He just bear hugged him and he's holding on to him. And because Goff jumped, he went down. Now, I'm like, okay, that's one of the worst pass roughing the passive penalties I've ever seen. 
Then you responded to that saying this one actually <laughs> might be worse. And the Brissette one, which Brissette was one. unbelievably terrible. And then you had the Brady one in the Atlanta game. Where I was like, what in the world are we doing? He just got tackled. He got tackled and they called roughing the passer. It's like, this, it's unbelievable. And this has been kind of an issue in the NFL for a couple of years now, but right. it doesn't really get the headlines. Obviously one, because nobody wants to be the guy that's anti defending the players. And right. I get it. Like uh, we don't, nobody wants to see quarterbacks getting hit and nobody wants to be the guy two weeks after what happened with Tua saying, actually right. we need to defend the quarterbacks unless, but at the same time, we should have a reasonable standard here. And this is where if we're talking about changes. The NFL could make going forward, having just a video ref, just going to watch the game on the cameras, call it out right. and say, Hey, you missed that one. Or, Hey, pick up that flag. Uh, yeah. Would be probably nice I, for some I, of these. Yeah, I agree with you. And I will say like, I can at least the Brady one, I can at least see it. So you mentioned Tua, Tua got ragdolled yeah, and, and you know, it goes down. Play. It was a similar play. Now, Brady didn't get ragdolled, but it was a similar play in which Grady Jarrett went to the ground on his butt and then flew Brady, kind of flung Brady over his shoulder. Yeah, grabbed him at, by his hips and twisted him. Right. At least I can see where it's coming from. It's a terrible penalty, but I can at least see where it's coming from. The Brissette one, there's no excuse for that, but I just, I, <laughs> no. I wonder, I wonder if, you know, the guy's not looking all of a sudden, you know, the pass goes, Brissett's standing, then he looks back over, Brissett's on the ground, and the guy's standing next to him. And he's like, well, flag, because he's on the ground, right? The Mac Wilson one, Goff never even went down. He yeah, just came I, down on top of him. I mean, it's like... And I, I kind of got that one because from one angle, if you see it the wrong way, it looks a little bit like Mac Wilson jumps into him head first and goes right. helmet to helmet, but he just didn't do that. It just was right. kind of like a weird angle. Yeah. Uh, camera angle that they showed on it and it's that's one of those where you just you need another pair of eyes on right it. like i can some of the time i can get why the ref's going to throw the f flag in the first place if you're not sure throw the flag and let's discuss it that yeah. i'm always on that side of things but yeah you need to have another pair of eyes on it somewhere to right someone needs to see them. that and be like especially because about? and in that tampa game um it kind of decided the game i will say right. from from what I saw, or at least what I've seen on Twitter, it sounds like there was a missed call on the play before that should have given Tampa a first down. So, in essence, the game should have already been decided at that point. Right. But at the end of the day, in a situation like that, like that's great. Jarrett's just making a football play. That's yeah. all that is. And it's hard because it's a, it's a hard hit. It's a physical sport. Right. Right. I'm all for defending the players, but you got to actually. At some point, this is what we do, right? This if, is what they do. If we're playing do. tackle football, you actually have to let it play right. out as such i agree i agree i will say that's one of the scariest that injury today yeah that was you know on the on the second offensive play the third offensive play of the game was so scary for me because it was i couldn't even see what happened i was just like what you know he collided with hunter henry but not hard it was just one it's just a normal like he's just bumping him at the line of scrimmage and all of a sudden these guys on the ground and my first thought was, oh, he must have, like, that sucks. It must have been a non-contact injury where he just, like, turned the wrong way or they hit knees or something. Yeah. And then instantly you see the backboard come out. And I'm like, wait, why is the backboard coming out? Like, what the heck happened? Yeah. And then, you know, and then you see he gets on, in the ambulance. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what the hell, you know? And it just yeah. seemed like such, like such one of those weird things where, 
you know, whether it was helmet to helmet or shoulder to helmet, and it just like just hit him in the wrong way, and bam, he goes down, and you're just like, oh my god, you know. Yeah, so I'm, we were wa- watching that on TV because they, you see the play, Hunter Henry, you're celebrating, and they mentioned, oh, like yeah. there's, there's a guy, there's an injury, so they're showing the replay of just Henry making the catch. And I'm looking in the background to kind of tell what happened. I saw the guy go down. It looked like the fencing response. That's like when your arms are up over your head when you get concussed. And I was like, that's, well, that's weird. Well, that right. can't be it. And they yeah. show it from the other angle. And he takes kind of a glancing blow to the head, like an incidental one. And that was just like, wow, like, that is incredibly unlucky. I obviously hope he's doing all right. They said he had feeling in his extremities. They said that, um, yeah. Well, obviously, they had his family riding in the ambulance with him. Right. Which I've never seen that happen before. There, no. And, and I mean, I think. Partially, that's because the family isn't always at the games and here at a that's road true. game. I mean, that's yeah. got to feel for them. That's really scary too. To just you're you're there watching your son play a football game, and all of a sudden everything changes. Well, and he had been called up from the practice squad like yesterday, and he's playing, and it's like, hey, you know, he's finally on the field, and and then you know that happens, and it's like, man, that just sucks, you know. So, but I am happy to hear that he's doing all right. But that's you know, that's what I was saying to my dad in the stands. I'm like, how do these guys? They just comp- compartmentalize and just say, yep, we're just gonna keep playing the rest of the game and it's like it's crazy you know i i could tell you for the rest of that drive i wasn't really thinking about what was going on on the field but right. just yeah. yeah you know it's tough so yeah it's hard to do that and it's um obviously and it's the, the flip side of this is i know we as fans get really into the rivalries and the competition aspect of it but in that moment those moments you see the the brotherhood between yeah. the players and guys right. who are college teammates i know damian harris was going over with some of the bama guys on the lions and kind of checking in making sure everything's okay and it's it's really uh yeah dark blue gold says it judon class personified he was over there doing stuff i just i i really like that yeah um, checking in on each other and right the the acknowledgement that hey this is the game. We're doing this for fun and entertainment. Right. To make sure we all get through back home to our families. Yep. And that's it. I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? Because they understand like it's a business and it's a game, but like, you know, no one's out there trying to hurt each other, right? I'm out there trying to beat you, but I'm not out there trying to hurt you. Right. And and so when you see a guy go down like that, you know it could be me. I could be the next guy that gets hurt like that. But yeah. you know what? It wasn't. And so I can be happy for that you know, now that it wasn't me, but also understand that it certainly could be me at some point in the future. And so I think they all live with that, with that knowledge, you know? So, yeah. So it's obviously from what we heard, he's all right now. Hopefully yeah. that, that continues and yeah. hopefully he can get back out there playing. That'd be very yeah. good to see. I'd like Agreed. to make sure he's all Agreed. right there. Um, yeah. That, Never the way you want to start a game. <laughs> no, no. So, but uh, I think it's it. I think it's all we got. Listen, the Patriots played extremely well. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. twenty nine to nothing. You know, just an absolute blowout uh, of the Lions. And again, the Lions. Just as a reminder, the Lions were the number one scoring offense in the league. I believe they had the most yards in the league. They had the most points in the league. They have been absolutely crushing everyone they played against. And and then, you know, listening to some of the post games, oh, you know, they didn't have this guy and they didn't have that guy. That's true. They also didn't have those guys last week, and they put up forty points. So, like, you know. It's not as though it's not as though they are dealing with stuff they haven't been dealing with. Swift was out last week. Amonra played this week, and I know he was on a pitch count. He only had four catches. I get it. Still on the field. Yeah. And so, you know, like he was still out there for them. Hawkinson was out there. The, you know, the rest of the guys were out there. Their offensive line was all intact. Yeah. They shut down Hawkinson. And they scored zero points. I mean, that's, yeah. And he's a good player. And that was Kyle. Player. That's where Kyle Duggar had a really good game covering him. Yeah. And they threw a lot at him. This yep. is just. You can only play the guys in front of you. Exactly. 
the Patriots played a team that we didn't think was very good, but we thought had upside today. And they completely shut down that upside, dominated from start to finish, and did what we thought they should do against a team that isn't very good if this is going to be a 500 team or better this year. Exactly. exactly. All you can ask for. All you can ask for. So we'll see. So Cleveland yeah. next week. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, same thing. We, you're, you're, you know, you're hoping to go into Cleveland and, and beat a, a beatable team, win a yeah. winnable game, and, and you know, get out of there with another victory and, you know, get back up to 500 and keep it rolling. Yeah, I got two more tidbits for you. Quick ones yes, before we log off here. Uh, number one, um, this is the second game in a row now where the Patriots have worn the throwbacks and scored exactly 29 points. Uh, I, I don't know what that means. I don't think that has any implications, but I figured I'd share that with you. Um, the other one, going, going to Cleveland next week. Did you see what was going on at that stadium before the game? I did not. The, the Do bugs. I want to know? The bugs were out. The one, the infamous bugs from that uh, Yankees Cleveland series from the like oh, in baseball. Oh. They were out. They were out before the game. So hopefully that is not a factor next week. Yeah, that's just not appetizing. Yeah, no, it isn't. At least I won't be there. Yeah, I think there's a Yankee Yankees Guardian series going on this week. So uh, perfect timing on that one. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, a bug zap. You're on fire today, Darpu Gold. You're on fire. We have a bug zappy. So, <laughs> uh, so yes, we do have a bug zappy. But anyways, but that's, listen, I mean, I don't know how you can't be happy with 29 to nothing. No. You can't ask much more than that. Uh, you know, and, and they played exceptionally well. Again, first team to ever go 0 for 6 on fourth downs. Patriots just dominated all game. And, you know, great defensive game all around. They're rookie in the class. Their rookie class right now looks pretty damn good. Looks pretty yeah. damn good when you look at the Jones brothers on defense. And Tyquan Thornton looked pretty good today. Cole Strange has continued to look good. And, of course, Bailey Zappi playing well today. So, uh, you know, you were you were happy to see that. And and Marcus Jones had like a 10-12, you know, punt return, which was, of course, nullified because of a Josh Uche penalty. Uh, I guess technically it wasn't nullified. He still gets credit for it because it was after the play, but still. Uh, you yeah. know, the, the field Which, side note, I thought that was a really interesting call. Josh Uche was right. I, I like I like it was right to penalize him on that when they showed the replay of it. But when I first saw the penalty, I looked away from the screen and walked to the other room because I thought, oh, that's the 15 yards on the late hit on Marcus Jones after the play. Yes. So I went to the other room. I was like cleaning dishes or something and came back in and I heard them say 15 yards against the returning team and did a double take. So... I was that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, better officiating this week than last week, though. That's that is for that is very true. Sure. That is definitely true. It was it wasn't yeah. good, but it was better yeah. than last week. So, yeah. and one more tidbit: twenty four different Patriots recorded a tackle, including Love Jake it. Bailey. Love <laughs> it. Jake probably Bailey don't did. want him. Don't no. want him getting in the stat sheet. But the other twenty three, no, no. I'll take. But he did a nice job. Did a nice job. Forced him out of bounds, so it gets credit yeah. for the tackle. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's what we got. Thank you for uh, for watching, as always, guys. We appreciate it, and we'll be back midweek this week. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it probably won't be a two-man show this week, but you never know. You never know. We'll, we'll surprise see, we'll you guys. see what comes up. Yep, exactly. All right, guys. Take care.